0: Do you hear that? Stop. Listen for a second. That's the sound of background noise, and it's starting right now.
1: You're listening to background noise. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm really looking forward to today's show. I think we're going to have some really unique sounds here. I'm sitting down with UU from Toronto, specifically with Jay Anderson, because they are they're a band made up. From many other bands, so that's why the sounds is so interesting, and it's going to be really cool to talk about it. So why don't we get started? Jay, you can just tell me a little bit about yourself, about the band, and kind of give me the little shtick behind it.
2: Okay. Well, my name Jay Anderson. I've been playing in Toronto, I guess, the Toronto music scene for probably in and around twenty years, more give or take, more than that. Probably more than that, maybe twenty five. Four, and it depends on where you count me starting, but. Yeah, I get the band kind of started as I, my, I was a big fan of Ian Blurton, uh, just as a you know a music fan in Toronto, and we had become we had gotten friendly, and we ended up playing in our friend Kate Boothman's group, and we just ended up really hitting it off, talking about just records in general and music, and then we were like yeah, we should do something, you know, people talk. We should we should jam. But he had kind of a specific idea of something he wanted to do, and I really liked the idea of it. And that kind of changed from what we did, but it was the initial idea to, to do uh, a certain type of record that was heavy but had a bit of, uh, you know, psychedelia and, you know, a soul component to it. And uh, then I ended up, around that time when we were putting it together, I met Jason Haberman just on a gig, and we really hit it off. And I just was, you know, I was like, "To Ian. I think he would be a great fit. And I find sometimes when you don't think too much about things and you just act, it's a better thing in the end, especially in this situation. So the idea of having the three of us who didn't really know each other musically getting in a room and trying to make music, that was kind of the initial spark to it, I guess. <laughs> and then kind of went from there with everything.
1: That's awesome and You know, I I think because like you said you guys didn't really know each other that much before, I think that's what has given these songs that interesting sound and kind of give it that almost like jam bandy kind of feel. It was really hard to like think of what genre this would be because it's very it's it's cool. I like it. Yeah, I th- I think
2: you know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel or anything, and obviously you know, we weren't trying to go out there and be like, this is going to be like, something that nobody's ever heard. I think we just got in a room and just tried to see what worked. And we had really zero expectations. And if it didn't work, then we wouldn't, you know, then we didn't have to continue doing it. But there was an initial chemistry. And as we kept moving, it, wor- it just kept, we would edit as we would go. And it was like, oh, this makes sense. And then the idea of I had always really wanted to do a horn rock record, and then like he had talks about like soul music and Afrobeat and that kind of stuff and free jazz, and I and I love all that stuff. And then I was like, why don't we take that and like add, you know, not that it, I think it sounds like it, but like stuff like Chicago and and that kind of stuff. So I find I know a lot of people find it kind of corny, but I really dig it. And I think the idea was just to have that. Sense. I think horns grow always a component of what we wanted to do. And then they definitely play a centerpiece piece record. But then we had an instrumental record after that. And Chris Cummings and Drew really ended up making the songs that they are. So I think we just wanted to make something that we thought would be interesting to listen to. As I do anything musically, I'm not trying to blow people's minds. You know, like, this is the greatest thing you've ever heard. But you want to make stuff that you find interesting. And then you hope that maybe somebody else will find it
3: interesting.
1: The music is really interesting. I like it. And something else interesting, we'll talk about the the name of your group as well, because it's spelled U-W-U-W all caps, and you're telling me it's pronounced U-U. Why don't you tell me a little bit about coming up with that name? What does it mean?
3: Sure,
2: it means absolutely nothing. Naming bands is the worst. I hate it. I think it's the worst thing you have to do as a band. It's labor-intensive. Arguments happen. You have to Google everything a million times to make sure it's something. So we had gone back on a couple of names and then Ian had suggested the name You <laughs> wanted to call the band Umwa. Amwa. Amwa. Um, Amwa Amway, which is the name after this Hot Legs song. And Hot Legs ended up becoming this band 10CC, but before that, they, and so he sent me that and like, we should call what about this? And I looked at it and I was like, I don't know how I feel. This is a, this, but I wasn't into it. But what I was into is when I looked at it, the acronym is UWUW, and I just kind of like stared at it for a while. And then I was like, well, the English language has really no rules, and there's no, you know, when you learn. Another language, like French, or Italian, or Spanish, you know, you conjugate mm-hmm. verbs, as plurals, you know, masculine, feminine, and English doesn't have anything, so basically you can spell something some way and tell somebody that it's pronounced another way, and that's kind of just how I thought about it, and it's like, you put this UU together, I'm like, oh, UW could, pron- could sound like U, like UW, but you tell somebody that, so, I don't know, it was just my idea to just call it that, and i don't know there was no it was just really out of fresh not frustration but just we have to name like we had already like agreed to put this record up on we are busy bodies and the last thing we came up with was like what are we going to call this and in that giving the title and my friend Nick Sewell, who listened to the record he came up with the design looking great and also it also looks really good too so i was you know, pretty happy and that it worked but it's I know it's confusing, and I knew this was going to be a thing where people go, I don't know, the band? Is, it is it I don't get it. So we tried in the press release to like put in brackets next to the most you, but I mean, if people don't get it, it's fun. And then, and then I didn't realize that after all my Googling, I think UU is a Japanese is a, a, a anime
3: character.
1: Honestly, I, I feel you with trying to name things. It took me forever just to name this show, and for the first, like, four episodes i actually had a different name for the show that i was introing and i had to go back re-record all the intros because i was like just kidding i hate that name and it would like keep me up at night i
2: think also too though once you name something whether people like it or not they just get used to it and then they don't think and then you don't think about it anymore but it's just that process of coming up with a name for something it's like i don't have kids but i don't know if like naming kids is like giving your kid a name is the same thing but i could see Maybe I think it's easier probably naming a kid than your band.
1: That's awesome. Well, let's talk about the music a little bit as well, specifically your first single there, Scattered Ashes. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that song, writing that song, and then we'll last uh, spin it right after.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, we, again, when we were writing it, we would just come up with a groove and then just write it and then cut it, and then... The, the name of the song or everything didn't even come till like, again, Chris Cummings, who records it under the name Marker Starling, who I also play with. He kind of came up with this idea of, of, you know, Fallout. I think he was saying that it was like a. He got it from a Godard film. You know, I think it has to do with just. I think the environment is a big part of that song, too. So I think it's just. It's kind of bleak. And, you know, I think a lot of. A lot of these songs lyrically were written, obviously, you know, it's it's pretty dark out there these days. And I think that was this kind of where he was coming from on it. But again, we didn't know that that, like, you know, we would just play, we would give them the music and then, they, you know, Chris and Drew would write to what they heard. And that's what Chris heard in this was, yeah, environmental fall up it. He was with this song but uh, I- i'm not a big lyric i mean i love lyrics i'm not a big lyric guy they're usually the li- i'm one of those annoying people who like the last thing i pay attention to is lyrics unfortunately as long as it's sung in a way that it- it's catchy and as time goes on you listen to a song and then you're like
3: oh this is really oh,
2: this is it's to so, Yeah, i think that's the best way to explain it's a state of we are in the world these days
1: so why don't we spin? Scattered Ashes, and we come back, let's keep talking about the songs and that EP a little bit.
0: You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more.
1: We are back. Thank you so much for listening to Background Noise. We're sitting down with Jay Anderson from the band You, You. That was Scattered Ashes off there. Or I guess that was technically your first single, but it is also on the EP that you released not that long ago. Now, the EP, it's S over T. No
2: no it's it, we just ST means self-titled so it just means or we call it U-U, we didn't again like I was saying it was hard enough to name the band we just might as well use the name again for the record too so self-titled and I it I mean I guess people think it's an EP cuz it's four songs but it's you know it's 29 minutes it's it's we treated it like an album we didn't we're not like we didn't think of it as oh, no, sorry I don't mean to sound like I'm correcting but it's a record to us I mean you know an EP we just made only this amount of music, so <laughs> it's it's what it is. But I think it technically, uh, like, lengthwise, it's an album. Yeah,
1: because you have, you have the one song that's, I think, like, 13 minutes long. I did really want to play that. It was initially on the playlist because I am a sucker for long songs. I love them so much. But because the show is only 60 minutes, I was like, okay, hey, that's like a quarter of the show, <laughs> just one song. So I was like, okay, hey, do I want to play more music or more of just one song so i was i was kind of waffling but i decided to take it out and people can l- enjoy the 13 minute glory on their own they can find you on uh, on spotify there now see the only reason why i asked if it's called st is because that's what it says on spotify under the album it just says S-T, which because the band was like U W U W. I was like, ooh, something progressive. That's fun. I like it.
2: <laughs> you know, if it adds to the mystique, then I'm for it, I guess. I don't know. It would None of this was done by design, but if it makes it more mysterious, i sure.
1: <laughs> I like you definitely. The band, I feel like, did have kind of mysterious feel, or just judging by the album cover anyways. Because when uh, it first got sent to me and I saw it, I definitely thought... It was gonna be a little bit heavier, a little more metally, so to speak. But then when I actually listened, I guess only the themes are kind of heavy. Maybe it's the like black and red contrast there. That, that was the album. I was like, "Ooh, this is dark and mysterious." But it's actually pretty like, it's really fun.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it is a fun. I mean, I think it's a fun record. I yeah, I don't the whole for me. I don't like to put. This is a personal thing. I don't like putting photos of band members in records because I find you then all of a sudden know who made the music. And I really enjoy listening to something and not knowing where it's from, who made it, what time, it, you know, you I, you can figure that stuff out. But there's definitely uh you don't you don't judge anything too quickly. Not that I would judge anything by listening to like looking at a picture and judging it, but I really enjoy not you know knowing what anybody looks like who made it. I've I've always been a big fan of that. So the idea of just doing design was always from the onset of that's what I wanted. Like that's what we wanted to do. I didn't want photos of anybody. You know, just images and art. That's that's what I enjoy the most. And cuz it, it's nice to have something visual to look at. I mean, if you're looking at a bunch of people sitting in a field if it's just like a and they probably look like they're bored and they don't want to be there because they had to take band photos then i don't know it's not as exciting <laughs> but i mean you can do something cool and artistic with photos i'm not saying i'm not a this is for me personally i'd I'd rather if it's, if it's a photo of me or you know something that somebody drew i'm going to take a drawing you know every time
1: fair enough i mean speaking of that Really fun covers. We'll talk a little bit more later, but the Ian Burton Future Now, that cover.
2: That's a bananas cover.
1: <laughs> that cover is honestly so much fun. I was looking at it at Bandcamp later, and I honestly almost want to buy the album because it comes with the poster because I really like the art boat. But we'll talk a little bit more about Second Skin later. I want to talk a little bit more about the music from self-titled landlord in particular why don't you tell me a little bit about that song making the music from it did you get any like fun inspiration for it landlord
2: i all i remember about landlord was it was the last song we did but it was also the first one it was the easiest one to assemble because it was it just was the sh- it, it had the easiest points beginning middle and end when we recorded it, it was, i remember it being because the, the other songs have more parts and more edit like you know editing and that kind of stuff landlord was kind of clear-cut and drew wrote the lyrics to that he was talking about it. it's kind of you know based on like bad moon rising by ccr but it has to do a lot with in ontario right now the housing crisis at least in toronto is incredibly you know dismal and and really depressing when you think about it so and definitely the pandemic really exploded a lot of stuff so the price of housing in toronto is you know brutal just brutal especially in a city where you know you the amount of money you make is basically just goes right back out and we don't have any protection for people who like are in income housing so again not to be a political ban but i think drew wrote the lyrics just based on you know i think there's a higher metaphor in it too but yeah it just has to do with you know dealing with a landlord you know the, the whatever landlord that is, there's you know, someone I, I, probably a power greater than you that you have no control over who dictates what's happening, I guess. But that's the lyrical side. The other side, it just to me sounds like a you know, like a Pink Floyd song with a lot of horns. <laughs> that was when I remember when we did it, I was very floydy. but so it was again, it was just another song that we assembled and then put horns on it, and then Drew just kind of came up with the lyrics to it. And that's what he and we gave them free reign. We were just like, write whatever you guys hear. You know, there's no, no, there's no judgment. That was the whole point of the project was just to have everybody put their input into it. So that's what he came up with.
1: I definitely get what you what you mean there with landlord having that kind of like Pink Floyd feel because when I was listening to it, it's funny because that was the first thing that I thought of as well. Is it gave me the like Pink Floyd The Wall kind of vibe where it was like. A little bit menacing, but like you had horns in there, so could it really have been that menacing?
0: You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more.
1: We are back. Thank you so much for listening to Background Noise. I'm sitting down with Jay Anderson from the Toronto group UU. Now, the cool thing about this band, and I think what's making the sound so unique and so fun, is that you guys are all involved in other projects that sound so different now you sent me a song for one of the projects uh that you were involved in which was bad badge epic ensemble and lamping so why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about that
2: yeah so badge epic ensemble is a group that i've been playing in for a couple of years and it was started by max turnbull who's known was known as slim twig and uh kind of, the kind of the band kind of started as uh an idea to do kind of like an homage to library music and, you know, European Prague and that kind of stuff. And and we've been, we've released a bunch of records on Telephone Explosion. And we put out our newest one in September. Um And I feel like it was a real, we really went to the next level with production and arrangements. And then another group I play in is a group called Lamping, which is me and my friend Mikhail and uh my friend, Scott, Matt, and Colm. But me and Mikhail started the group together. Mikhail's background is that he was a hip hop producer first and then ended up wanting to make more like psych music. And then we started the band. And then I had played Mikhail the new badge album and he come up with he had come up with the idea like he wanted to do a flip, take all the songs and try and remix them and do it as if he found the record in the wild. Like not like no he didn't want the stems. He didn't want anything. He just wanted to be like, imagine if I found this record and cut it. So he ended up cutting it all different. And then Mikhail had the idea to get actual rappers on the record. And we ended up, so it's there's seven tunes. Uh, five of them are straight instrumental. And then two of them uh, have MCs on it. The first track that we released two weeks ago uh, has Detroit rapper, Boldy James, who we're all a big fan of, and a Toronto rapper who's great, Roshan. And then today we actually just put out the second one, which is, has uh, the cla- like OC, who's a classic New York MC, and then Theo 3 on it. So for me, it was a real dream come true, having getting to play, have my drums cut and wrapped over, because I'm a big... I'm, my Kyle and Max and myself are all big rap fans, so to actually do something in that world... And I think it's it feels like it's on caliber are on par with stuff we dig so it, it turned out really great so it just was kind of a fun thing to do and fun thing to be a part of so that's that's the track i sent of whatever and it also kills two birds as one stone because then you get two bands that i'm in at once
1: yeah i love that thank you and uh, another song that you sent me that i mentioned a little bit earlier that i really liked and it kind of had that like heavier metal feel which was A real juxtaposition to some of the other ones was that Ian Burton, Future Now, and that's with Ian, right? Doing
2: this project, I'll explain, like, Ian in Toronto is known for being a producer, but also known for being, like, a heavy rock guitarist, I guess, in the last, I'd say in the last, like, maybe 20 years, that's the role. But if you knew him from before, Ian just didn't do just heavy stuff. He was, you know, he just played music. I think he kind of fell into this role of being, like, the guy who's, like, the rock producer and the rock guitarist but he definitely has more levels to him but ian burton's future now is definitely i see it as like the project that he's always been meaning that he's always wanted to do and now it's like full force and i play in this in this heavy group called biblical and we had met ian throughout the years so we've played in heavy stuff on the same shows together the cool thing about the uu project and you know and not that anybody needs to know this or cares, but I was cool to have Ian play in something that people who know him might not think that's the first thing he's going to sound like. And he does such an amazing job on this UU record, too, that it just shows you that there's like, you know, there's many layers. So, which is kind of cool. But I mean, I'm a big fan of heavy stuff. And again, playing in biblical, we had played with Come On. And uh nick from biblical's old band the illuminati toured with come on and you know i was a big fan of change of heart when i was younger and uh yeah and he's he was in a good public animal so yeah so ian's just kind of a legend that you know he's 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 a canadian icon i would say and to make music with him was real really special but the future now project is is a really awesome thing because you can really see that it's I knew how hard he had worked on it just from talking to him while we were making this record and, you know, talking about all the, you know, they went to Calgary to do it and they did it at the, uh, the, I can't, wherever they have the, 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 the museum where it has like the Rolling Stones, uh, the National Arts Center, I think. It, anyways, he got to do a record there and and... They worked really hard on it, and uh, you know he took it back. And during the pandemic, was really working on it. So it was just cool to see, hearing about the idea, and then hearing it finished. And it's pretty epic. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is really epic, and I love the cover. The cover of that one is so much fun.
2: It's bananas. It's bananas. I don't know where to like. I can't even. I don't know where to start. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's awesome to see like it's great like it's, it's when people get older not that he's old they just people get mellower and it seems like Ian gets heavier and heavier which I like that I like that because sometimes you know I feel that way too I want to play harder as I get older <laughs> I don't want to play quieter that's
1: awesome let's spin second skin and when we come back let's keep talking about some of those other projects that everyone's involved in <laughs>
0: You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise. We're sitting down with Jay Anderson from UU. Now, we're talking about all the other projects that everybody else is involved in because it's so cool how many different influences are coming in to this project and i think that's what's making it such a cool and interesting sound one in particular that really stuck out for me was is it jason herbman's side project jason haberman
2: yeah his his project is called jason and it's mainly i think he recorded most of it himself he, he's like you know can play any instrument really well and Jason's background was, I met him when I was playing in a band, Twist, and he was playing in a band, The Wooden Sky, and we did a run of shows together, and we just really hit it off, and Jason's been in groups like Yukon Blonde and Zeus, uh, and he currently plays bass with Dan Mangan on tour, but Ye- the Yatian thing is, uh, or Yason, sorry, it's just kind of him making vibey instrumental music, and... Uh, it's pretty really good.
1: <laughs> it is super, super vibey. That was the the word I wrote down when I listened to it. Was was just super vibey. So many levels of sound, and that flute that was in there. I I love that so much. That was so much fun.
2: It's a it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He just made really really vibey music. So it's it's uh, it's cool to see that it, that that uh, like his project is finally out in the world. So. And everybody should check it out. So it's really good. <laughs> yeah, the album's called Voya, I think.
1: Yeah, it was Voya. And then that was the song that you sent me too. Yeah,
2: that that's my favorite track on the record. So. I just sent you my favorite <laughs> songs of people on of, of, of people's current records.
1: I like that. No, because I also really like that one. So we're going to throw that into the mix. We'll listen to it in a couple minutes. But let's talk about Marker Sterling and the Diamond Filance. That was super funky. Yeah,
2: that's... Well, me and Chris... I've been playing with Chris now for 13 years in that project. So, um, we... That's a new record that's coming out November 25th on Ten Angel. And uh, Chris was someone who I... The minute I saw him play, he used to play solo with just his keyboard and a rhythm drum machine. And me and my friend Matt were basically just told him we want to be your rhythm section and he was just like okay and that's how it happened really and 13 years later now the band's a five piece and uh we just made this record uh i guess we started it before the pandemic but sometimes things move slow and but yeah the diamond the diamond violence album is great it's awesome we put two singles up for it and uh yeah chris just writes really incredible songs and why i knew he would be able to do and same with drew as well but i knew getting these guys involved they would have ad- they added another level to the intelligence of the ba- like the lyrics are really great and the way that they understand melody and stacking their vocals and they're they're both real masters at it like i think incredibly underrated and as good as anybody past or present you know and but marcus Sterling was one of the like, i think one of the uh I mean, I'm in the group, so I don't know if this counts, but I think one of the big, you know, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves, especially in this country. People respect him in Europe and Japan and all everywhere else, but I don't think he gets any credit here. And if you just look at him, like if you look at the career, like there's tons of records and he just keeps putting out records. And, you know, we did some shows with Stereo Lab, which is really great. So it's like people, people in the know know. So hopefully more people will know. Or if they don't, that's, you know they won't but yeah Marcus Starling great amazing stuff
1: <laughs> well, well I mean that's <laughs> that's the point of kind of this show and and what I hope to do is because I I love Canadian music so much and I only interview Canadian bands on this show as well because I really do feel like a lot of us don't get the recognition that you know really deserve for how awesome and diverse and cool our music is I feel like it gets overshadowed a lot with our our American neighbors or even like Europe's music right when so I wrote Marker Sterling down I'd love to reach out to him later and and help get his name out more because that's that's what I'm trying to do
2: yeah well good we need you know that's that's important important work (laughs)
1: And now you mentioned uh, Drew Smith as well. Uh, he was in this UU project and also brought another level or genre to it. Because when I listened to "Slow One," which we'll play in a couple minutes, that one gave me like a super classic oldies kind of vibe to it.
2: Yeah, this Drew. Drew is is you know Drew writes in the same tradition. If he was a member of the Turtles or the Loving Spoonful or the Beach Boys, he just has that way of all his songs have that. It's he's almost like a one man version of the Monkees. Like he's just able to layer his voice and write in this way, and he understands like classic pop songwriting, like Big Star, and he's just you know he's really special, really special. Uh, and you know, I play with him. He has a project called Bunny, which I play in, but now he's starting to play shows under his name, which I'll be, you know, I'm helping him out with too, and I'm getting to play a part. Yeah, Drew, Drew again, another person I've been working with for like, I don't know, like 13, 14 years, so that's the thing, getting Chris and Drew involved in it was I knew them, I'd worked with them so much that I knew they could do it, and I knew they would, you know, they would, they would put the, they would give me back, they would give us back something really interesting, and they did, so... I'm really, I'm really happy <laughs> that they did that. But yeah, Drew songs are incredible. Both Drew and Chris in this city and those who know, and you know, I don't want to say like they're musicians, musicians, but you know, people, people who make music in Toronto, like, you know, give those guys a lot of credit because they're so good at what they do.
1: Awesome. Let's spin those songs. And then when we come back, unfortunately, we'll have to wrap up the show a little bit, but I will talk about one more song off that self-titled or album of you guys because you know what you are right it is definitely an album lengthwise it is a full album time wise. it's just that it's only the the four songs but they're four decently long songs but right now let's spin way up
0: You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more.
1: We are back. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It has been so much fun. We have listened to just so much different music in this episode. It's been a ton of fun. We're sitting down here with Jay Anderson from the Toronto group UU. And... We're going to wrap it up here. Um so if there's anything that you would like to add to the audience, you can go ahead. Um yeah,
2: thanks. I mean, if you, you know, hope you've enjoyed checking stuff out. We put this record out uh in October on October 21st on We Are Busy Bodies. So thank big thanks to Eric. Big thanks to Chad for doing the press and yeah, check it out. Hopefully you dig it. You know, and if you don't, that's okay too you know, tastes, it's arbitrary taste, so, yeah. Uh, if you, but yeah, and we, we worked really hard on a record, uh, we've, I don't know if we'll play live, I don't know if we'll make another record, we haven't really discussed those things, so just the kind of, uh, this getting something finished was pretty self-gratifying, and the fact that, you know, some people dig it is even better, so,
1: yeah. Awesome, well, I I definitely dig it, that's for sure. We're gonna play one more song, before we wrap up the show, I want to talk about box office poison. I saved that for last because it's the last one.
2: <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't remember. Like Chris kind of came up with the the term, which is a great. I think it has to do with. It, it is what it sounds like. Your box office poison. It means that you're not going to make any money. Like it's just you have the. That's what that means. It's like you put you in a movie. Your box office poison. And I think it came from a quote or something. Anyways. It's it's the catchiest hook, I think. You know, and the cool thing actually, which is incredible, but Ian sings backup on the chorus, which is cool because it's the one. Ian also has a very iconic voice, so you get to hear it on. He he does like a call and response with Chris on the chorus of that song, which is cool that he did one. And I remember he sent it back. He's like, "Is this okay?" And I was like, "Of course it's okay. It's like it's great. I'm so happy that we have." you singing something on this record so that's why i love it the most because it's the only song that features because chris and drew i thought i wanted like they didn't do anything together they just did all their tunes separately so what i love about it is it's the one song that has another vocalist on it and it's not drew it's it's actually ian so i think that's really cool
1: (laughs) that is really cool let's spin that song thank you again so much for coming on the show i had so much fun it was so good to chat And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a blast. Join me again next week. I'll have a fresh Canadian band. We're going to make some new noise. It'll be great. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at background noise the show for links to playlists, episodes, and so much more. See you later.